0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2115. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Concours at Pasadena. It takes place August 11th and 12th, the event that kicks off Monterey Car Week. This year, they'll be celebrating Ferrari's 75th anniversary along with so many other things. To learn more, go to (laughs) PasadenaConcours.com. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about great wines, great cars, great events. I'm in Petaluma in Sonoma County with a very special guest by the name of Brian Nazario. Brian, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch?
1: I'm ready. Thanks so much for having me, Mark.
0: You're welcome. I guess I should have said, are you ready to pull the cork out of the bottle? Because we're going to be talking about some great wines, of course, with the company that you're part of now, uh, Adobe Road Wines. you regular listeners will remember that uh, way back I had founder Kevin Buckler on the show several times to talk about their wines, about a new, new thing that they're building, which we're going to let Brian share that a little groundbreaking story with us. But before we give you a proper introduction, Brian, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know
1: about you? So one thing that I think most people probably don't know is that uh, I call myself a recovering attorney. I'm a licensed <laughs> California attorney. And uh, at one point uh, I was living... Uh, in uh, Marin County and making the trip to San Francisco to practice law. And then I decided in about 2011 uh, to move up to wine country and, um, have a career change.
0: Change your course of life. Well, it sounds like you made a fun choice because, uh, my goodness, <laughs> you you moved to a beautiful part of the country. Uh, my son just left San Francisco and moved up here. So um, I think you've uh, made a nice move probably for your family as well, a little tastier place to be. But more importantly, this career change of yours took you into a whole new Avenue, uh, if you will, of being in the wine business. So we're going to talk about that too. Let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into uh, what you've been doing, what you're doing now, and some exciting news that Adobe Road Wines has to offer us. Brian Nazario is the director of marketing for Adobe Road Wines. Over the last 10 years, Brian has worked exclusively in marketing and brand management in the wine industry and has guided and grown a variety of individual brands. After co-founding his own successful wine company back in 2011 and selling it in 2014, he was the director of marketing for Signorello Estate, now under the direction of wine greats Celia Welch and Steve Mathewson. During his four years, he was instrumental in bringing a 40-year-old wine brand to the forefront of first-tier Napa Valley producers. Next, Brian had the honor and privilege of working alongside two of the most well-known icons in wine, Philippe Melka and Michelle Roland at Alejandro Bulgaroni Estate, where he helped build a world-class winery. Brian is also a licensed attorney. As he said, recovering attorney, I guess we should say, uh, received his JD of USF School of Law in 2010. Listeners will remember that Adobe Road Wine founder Kevin Buckler was a guest Three times, I believe, on Cars. Yeah, so he's been here a few times. We'll be back in just a moment to learn more about what Brian is doing with Adobe Road. But first, a word from our sponsor. So give them a little love and we'll be right back. Hold your glasses high. We're going to be talking great wines today. You know, I've been an advocate for Covercraft products to protect my vehicles for decades. But did you know that they also offer you top quality products for your boats and watercraft? Covercraft puts their quality design, manufacturing, and fabrics into their full cover bimini tops, T tops, boat lift covers, outboard motor covers, personal watercraft, and accessories. Protect your marine toys from damaging UV ray and you'll get the same high quality fit and finish you've come to know for your road vehicles for your watercraft. And I've got a great offer for you as well. As usual, use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. And you get some free shipping too. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you on the road and even on the water. Visit Covercraft I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled 224-9324. Tell him you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance, designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collector's Insurance. All right, Brian. Uh we are back. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more first about this major change in life. I love it when people make big moves in life, big pivots, big changes what created this in your life and then more importantly you went down the road of wine which is most people think of what a fun life but very competitive ups and downs you're dealing with nature i mean there's all sorts of competition and things that are maybe out of your control but what led to this new path in your career
1: so at one point i was um i'd kind of toyed with the idea for a number of years It was kind of since i was Growing up, back in the day, uh, I'd always wanted to have my own business. And, you know, I met a few people and, you know, the world just kind of came together. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's one of these kind of San Francisco tech whiz kids. And uh, he invited me to come up to Calistoga with him one day to pick up some wine. And he said, we could talk about your, you know, business ideas on the way. And while we were there, we met with the owner of the winery. And he just kind of happened to say to me that, you know, he was doing... 25% of his business overseas uh, in Japan, and I kind of was curious, and I said, "Geez, you're you're a small little Calistogo producer. You probably make a thousand cases of wine a year. How did you get a foothold in an overseas market?" And I realized that there's a lot of little guys in Sonoma and in Napa, you know, and they've got their hands full just making wine and trying to sell what they make, uh, and really have no idea of how to kind of get a foothold in major markets, especially overseas markets. Mm. Uh, And with the group that I put together and with my kind of legal skills, we decided that we could offer a service to people that was basically turnkey in terms of shipping and logistics and marketing and getting their little brands to big markets. How cool is that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun and, and I met a lot of, you know, small producers But pretty soon we we realized that we could be a lot more efficient if we just started sourcing our own wines from the area and building a a brand that way and then getting it out ourselves. And that's what we did.
0: This is cool. I love entrepreneurship, and I love the fact that it sounds like to me you took a passion. I'm hoping you had a passion for wines when you you took this course versus driving into Frisco every day and and being an attorney. Was that something that being in the wine business was also on your radar too?
1: Yeah, it was. You know, I had some friends that had kind of dabbled in wine and made wine a barrel or two here or there for friends and family and kind of put their name on it and would bring it to dinner parties and cocktail events, and I thought that was pretty cool. So I started just kind of dabbling and started exploring. I had a a 68 Camaro that I kind of took out of the garage whenever I could and shot up to Napa and Sonoma, and it was always just kind of a, a passion project for me. So, yeah, turning it into a business was was fun and exciting but as you said didn't have uh any shortage of challenges.
0: Well of course we'll get to the challenges in a moment but let's get back to cars and wine now a lot of people go okay what's the relationship well if you've listened to cars yeah, for very long i have a lot of interesting people on the show and one of the most interesting was racer kevin buckler a guy who's raced lamar i mean he's won he's done all these things in the racing industry and decided you know i love wines and i'd like to start a winery and there we go and the fact that you did you find him or did he find you how did you guys connect
1: i found kevin I was, uh, just kind of perusing the online job boards one night and, uh, I saw an ad for that like, Kevin needed some help. And I thought to myself, Hey, you know, that sounds like a pretty fun gig, fast cars <laughs> and fine wine. I think I'll throw my hat in the ring. And, uh, I got a response pretty quickly after that. And, you know, Kevin, Kevin works fast. So it wasn't long before I was a part of the team.
0: Yeah, works fast. There's an understatement. That guy's moving a 1,000 miles an hour. That's for sure. I would yeah. assume that you bring a very unique combination of skill sets that probably many marketers don't bring, especially to this industry. You've been in the industry, you've got legal expertise and marketing expertise in how to build brands. So you, your resume is very interesting. And I could assume that's why Kevin said, wait a minute, I think I need to talk to this guy.
1: Yeah, I, I think I do. I, I am kind of, uh, bring a lot of different skills and got a lot of tools in the tool belt, a lot of experience. I've lived and breathed Napa and, and Sonoma wines for the last 10 years. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good fit, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. And you mentioned this Camaro, which we'll talk about that in a minute too, but let's get back to some really big news with Adobe Road Winery because you guys just broke ground on something that Kevin's been talking to me about for several years now talk about what's going on with you guys it's very exciting
1: so it's been several years in the making as you said um hurdles put in our way with covid with supply chain issues with uh, building material costs uh, contractors all of the above so yeah we are super excited that as of last week we have uh hard hats and shovels back on the site with a full crew uh and we are clearing off the site and we are putting the slab down, and we are hoping to get this thing knocked out uh, in the next 12 months. So summer 2023, uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you at our grand, grand opening party on the Petaluma River.
0: No kidding. So tell our listeners what exactly you're building there, because a lot of people think wine country areas in the, where you guys are, Petaluma and so forth. Okay, there's a lot of wineries. Yeah, uh, that's exciting, fun, uh, different sizes. But this is going to be something a little different, right?
1: So, yeah, this is, it's quite a project. It's right in downtown Petaluma, right on the riverfront. We call, we like to call Petaluma, um, the gateway to wine country. It's only about uh, 40 minutes north of of the Golden Gate. And this is going to be, you know, a combination of several of Kevin's projects. So it's going to house our our new winery and tasting room. We put a 5,000 square foot rooftop patio on top. Uh, and there's also going to be space for weddings, for corporate retreats. And a, a motorsports museum. We're going to bring a couple of the cars over, and we're going to put up a replica of the banking uh, of the turns at, at Daytona. Cool. So it's going to be uh, all of the above.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For you listeners, if you missed my talks with Kevin, go back and find those. They're all on all my 1,200, or 2,000, 1,200? Yeah, got more than that. 2,100 and 15 guests now on the Carsia yeah website. And you can listen to Kevin talk about this event. Uh, it was a couple years ago, actually. Um, yeah. And then COVID really wreaked havoc with everybody's lives, of course. Uh, but now you guys are back on the ground, which is cool. Now you have one series of wines among the many wonderful wines there. It's called the Racing Series. And this collection is, from a label standpoint, one of the most unique things I've ever seen. And I always tell my friends, if you're going to buy a bottle of wine for your car buddies, you got to buy the Racing Series. Can you talk a little bit about how that's grown and expanded since uh, the last time I had Kevin on the show, which was probably two years ago now?
1: So, yeah, the Racing Series is a collection of wines. They're all California red blends. And it's really kind of about taking what a red blend is and really kind of seeing how far you can push it. Kevin has a lot of fun kind of creating the blends and, of course, uh, creating the packaging. Uh, we just came out with our latest addition to the family, which is carbon, kind of a, a collection of our darkest, deepest, strongest varietals. We call it the, uh, the Purple Tooth Stainer because it your teeth. Um, and it's got uh, a really beautiful piece of carb- laminated carbon fiber on the label, and uh, with a little hex bolt right on top of the cork, so that's really fun. And then um, we're also uh, in the midst of creating our first white wine of the series, so uh, a little Rome blend that we are going to, it's going to be an homage to Kevin's, uh, the double sixes that he's had um, on his cars since, geez, way back in the beginning, I think almost 30 years ago, Um, the 66 car has been with him. Whole time, and so we're going to create a white blend called the '66. It's going to be coming out soon.
0: You know, for you listeners, uh, this isn't just a, a funny or fun—I should say—not funny, but a fun label. These wines are absolutely spectacular, and they do a—they they go to huge efforts to make these things taste so wonderful. Uh, Apex, the '24. They've got carbon now, as uh, as uh, Brian just mentioned. Shift, which is an awesome label, and Redline, probably the only interactive wine label you'll ever see. When you tip the body, uh, the tack goes into the red line, which is pretty cool. I actually pulled pulled one of those off and put it on a bottle of. Uh, I, I have a really nice little bottle we use for pouring olive oil and I used your red line label and I put that on there. So when you pour the olive oil, it goes on the red line. So don't tell Kevin I'm stealing okay. his ideas here, but they're so much fun. These are all three dimensional. They're metal. Uh, they're, they're unlike anything you've ever seen. If you've got a friend in uh, your life that loves automotive, uh, the racing series is absolutely spectacular. Now you guys are also uh, proud sponsors of the Concorde at Can you tell us a little bit about, will you be having a presence here? Because I know since I last had Kevin on, you guys have a cool trailer now. You do kind of an interactive event when you pull into events and you open it up and do wine tastings.
1: So we have a 40-foot a trailer uh, and a, um, a brand new uh, 2021 GMC Denali Dually to pull it. Uh, and yeah, we call it a mobile rig and it's really the world's first, at least as far as I know the world's first mobile tasting room slash racing paddock. So we can bring that in. Um, it's it's fairly nimble considering its size, and we can bring that and set that up, you know, whether it's a country club, whether it's a wine dinner at a local restaurant, and we can bring one of the cars, we'll light it up, and then take uh, everything out, put the TVs up on the side, and then it kind of uh, brings people into our space, into our lifestyle, what we call fast cars and fine wine.
0: It's pretty cool. I love it. Uh, Brian, I'd like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspirations—people who are either mentors or influential people that have helped you along the way. Is there somebody like that in your life?
1: Well, I've got—I've got three. Uh, cool. Those are my three little kids: um, <laughs> seven, eight, and eleven. And um, and my son especially is really—he's uh, eight, so like most eight-year-old boys, he's kind of car crazy. Um, so you know, we go to all the local races. We go to NASCAR at Sonoma. We go to NHRA. Uh, and, you know, I brought him here to the shop about 20 feet from where I sit here at my desk. we got a full uh, shop full of race cars and a bunch of guys wrenching on them, usually turning them around for the next race. So he just lights up like a Christmas tree when I bring him here, and he sits in the cars. And um, so, you know, seeing that smile, seeing his enthusiasm really kind of keeps me going every day.
0: No kidding. What fun. That's awesome. You know, you made a, a major life change, which has proved to be great, and... you turned out it's successful everything went the way that you probably dreamed and there's still a lot more to come if somebody out there was listening and they just weren't quite thrilled with their career path and they wanted to make a big bold move like you did how would you advise them
1: uh i would say you know proceed with caution but proceed you know do your due diligence put things put ideas down on paper make a plan and then go for it you know like kevin likes to say you know, a lot of times you see these big companies come in with huge budgets and big checkbooks and they come to the racetrack and, you know, they're a little cocky. Or, but then when the green flag drops, sometimes plan goes out to, out the window and you've got to adapt and overcome. Uh, and I think that's important too, being nimble on your feet uh, and, and really kind of taking it all in and making educated and, and informed decisions. And And anticipate that, you know, your plan might go out the window soon and you're going to have to Make like a hard left or a hard right and, and dodge, you know, oncoming traffic and all of the above. So I think proceed, but, but proceed with caution and proceed intelligently.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, there's a lot of uh, relationship here to racing, and they say many a race is one before you get to the track, and that is in preparation. And you hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, you got to really prepare, have a nice runway. Remember that uh, financially this may take a while, uh, so you need to have saved up some, have some rever- reserves in the coffers, if you will. Uh, but yeah, definitely that idea because you're working with kevin buckler and that he's raced endurance races gosh almost his whole life uh, he's used to having to make changes and realign things super fast uh, that's what endurance racing is all about so great advice we're going to take a short break we'll thank our sponsors here we come back i want to talk about challenges and obstacles and barriers and walls and skidding out of control so keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back auto geeks blackfire sio 2 spray sealant it's a spray-on, wipe-off sealant that's quick, safe, and easy to clean and protect your vehicles. I love using it on all my cars. AutoGeek's Blackfire SiO2 Spray Sealant is a spray-on, wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products. And Blackfire Spray Sealant takes advantage of of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting, hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to AutoGeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Check them out today. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYA when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars yeah. So, Brian, let's talk about this. This is what we call the Cars yeah Challenge question. It's really more about the lesson learned, though. But these things usually come uh, hard-fought. So walk us through a challenging time, perhaps, in your career or your life. But tell us, what did it help you with so that you can move forward into a positive light?
1: You know, I think I've had my fair share of of health challenges. Sometimes those are tough growing up as we are here in America. We're not used to going to the doctor and, um, you know, having him shrug your shoulders and say, you know, I'm really not sure. Mm. Wow. It's kind of a wake-up call when it happens to you and you kind of look around and you say, what do you mean? I I don't get it. You're you're supposed to have the answers. (laughs) Yeah. And then you go home and and you don't really have any more answers than when you went in. And you're kind of left on your own to figure it out. You know, that was something that I dealt with for a few years. Uh, Luckily, I I did find some help uh, in the end. But I think it's all about persistence, finding a way to stay positive, And just putting one foot in front of the other every day, getting up, putting your pants on one leg at a time and just getting your head down and and working towards your goal. Um, Otherwise, you can get caught up in the negativity really quickly. and, And once that happens, it's just kind of a downward spiral. You
0: know, these days we have so many resources and sometimes that can be really good. And sometimes that can be a challenge because you don't know if they're all accurate. And boy, I, yeah, I've had family members that have dealt with this, too, and they keep coming back and going, well, I, like, I couldn't tell anything that's wrong with me, but something's wrong with me. What are some of the key things that you did in your situation that led to success and discovery?
1: I think it was a big thing for me was just talking to as many people as I could, because you never know when you're going to meet the right person and they, they're going to know somebody and they maybe heard a story that's like yours and they know someone that had a similar experience and they've found help. And for me personally, uh, I think you get into this mode where you just kind of shut down and maybe you don't want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you got to overcome that and you got to, in fact, put yourself out there a little more. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard asking for help, but you got to do it because you can't, you know, there aren't too many things you can just tackle individually on your own uh, you're usually going to need a help in hand
0: that's kind of a guy thing too i think it tends to be guys tend to want to ignore that stuff or think i can just overcome this and yeah and you know they think oh, my buddies don't want to hear me whine so i'm not going to talk to them about it but you hit the nail on the head we went through this years ago with my wife a uh, very serious health issue that was undiagnosed the doctor kept steering her the wrong way and we couldn't figure out what is going on here and uh, it led to some even more serious things that finally I just got on the phone and started calling everybody I knew, every physician and everything, and we finally found what was going on, found some solutions, took a long time, but pulled out of it. But I dread to think if we just sat back and accepted what the physicians were saying, we might not be here today. So I think you're right. You've got to speak up, and you got to talk, discuss it with people, and there's no shame in it, of course. I think in some ways, too, if you think about, healthcare crisis in this country or around the world, especially since COVID, it's something that people never talked about. And I was talking to somebody the other day, I said, you know, back in the day, even cancer was something that nobody would talk about. You were supposed to keep it quiet and not discuss it if grandma Mm -hmm. had cancer. And it's like, now you think, why would you keep that quiet? Why would you not talk about it? So whatever your health issue is, yeah, talk to people, get out there and you know what? One, two, three, four, five physicians may not be the right people. You got to keep looking. So I'm glad you overcame those challenges. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Let's talk about a special vehicle story. You mentioned a Camaro early on in our talk today. (laughs) Is that your special vehicle story?
1: Uh, That is my special vehicle story. So I I, I fell in love with Camaros even before I knew what a Camaro was. I I (laughs) think I was probably, my, my son's age, eight, nine, somewhere in there. And I saw one driving. And I said, I don't know what that thing is, but that is the coolest car I've ever seen. Yeah. So yeah, first generation Camaro. I had the opportunity to get my hands on one when I was, gosh, I think it was it was right when I started law school. So I think I was about 27, 28. Oh, wow. And I spent four years um, just kind of rebuilding that thing from the ground up. And I actually, I, I drove off with it with my wife at our wedding. Got it done just in time for that. And uh, yeah, that's been... It's been great. It's been a blast to just kind of, on a Sunday afternoon, take that thing out of the garage and go taste spin. So
0: first gen Camaros, that was 67? 67, 67 through
1: 69.
0: But I love the first gen. Those those first ones I like much better than the, the next ones that came afterwards. They just, they just had a good feel to them. I do too. So I'm going to be your car psychologist here. I'm going to crawl into your head, Brian. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself, the man in the mirror, as some kind of vehicle. What would you be? But the real important part of this is why?
1: You know, I, I think I'd go with a first gen of another kind of famous automobile. I think I'd be a first generation Toyota Forerunner. Okay. And why is that? <laughs> I think it's uh it's just kind of no frills. It lasts forever, it starts every time, it goes where you want to take it. You can have a good time up in the mountains, take it to the lake. And it's always going to be there when you need it. Old reliable. Yeah. It's not going to be the fastest car. It's not going to be the best looking car. uh, It's not going to be the most valuable car. But uh, at the end of the day, it's one of those things that you never want to give up.
0: Plus, you can take the whole family on a trip. In that thing too, so absolutely. I guess I'm thinking those old Camaros with were there three seat belts in the back, or could you retrofit those? Because I had a '66 Fastback Mustang, but it didn't even have rear seat belts. I had to put them in to put my little kids in back when
1: I had it. No, I got seat belts back there. Do you? Okay. I, I don't have headrests in the front, but I got seat belts in the back. Cool.
0: So, Brian, I know that you like to give back and that you're very engaged uh, with your local community and you sit on the board of directors for Olay Health, which is a Napa based healthcare provider providers, but specializing in quality, affordable health care for vineyard workers and their families. Can you talk a little bit more about what Olay is all about and why this is so important to you?
1: Absolutely. So Olay Health um, was lucky enough to celebrate their 50th anniversary this year. Wow. It started uh, way back in the day as a, basically a clinic. For vineyard workers. And these are people that had meager means, not a lot of money for, you know, best health care. But, you know, a collection of vintners in Sonoma, uh, uh, excuse me, in Napa, um, got together and started this clinic and, and basically said, you guys work so hard for us. You know, our businesses basically ride right on your backs and, you know, we're going to take care of you. And it's been growing ever since, uh, multiple locations up and down the valley, multi county, uh, now spreading into uh, Solano and some other towns and it serves, I think, almost 40,000 people in the area. Wow. So it's really a great cause, and I'm happy, happy to be part of that for sure.
0: Well, that's awesome. What, what a great thing, definitely. Uh, and now that you're really uh, knee-deep in the grapes, why did that vision of uh, Lucy Ricardo smashing grapes just come into my mind? And you sitting in a barrel smashing, <laughs> uh, why did that happen? It's a great thing that you're doing for people uh, and that Olay Health is doing for people. How wonderful is that? So how about a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed?
1: I think my, my favorite book of all time is probably Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. And nowad- nowadays, I don't have a lot of time. So I think, I think Lonesome Dove is probably 1,200 pages. don't really have that kind of time anymore. So I do a lot of short stories. Uh, and I think um, one of my favorite short story authors would be Raymond Carver. Kind of points out the kind of value in the every day. Uh, and I think that's something I, I try and keep in the back of my mind. Just to kind of recognize small victories throughout our normal day.
0: Nice. I love it. So I'm going to enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive. I'm going to buy you any car that you would like to have. You can take it anywhere you like and you can be with anyone, even somebody who's passed. What does the ultimate drive look like? For a guy like you, if I'm going to open my checkbook very wide and let you go have some fun.
1: You know, I I think I'm going to take another car guy. I think I'm going to take Elon Musk. Oh, wow. That would be cool. And we'll we'll go for a spin. I think there's so much that he's done for the automotive industry and really kind of been at the forefront of taking the industry into electric. Also taking us into space nowadays. Yeah. But the, 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 the amount of accomplishments that he has achieved. One man, and he's not even, but I don't know how old he is, but he's not very old. No, um, it's amazing. Just jaw-dropping the things that he's been able to accomplish. So if, if I could get a, a ride with him, maybe in one of his Teslas, I'll take that if I could pick his brain for just uh, a couple hours. Boy, what a
0: brain to pick, too. My goodness. I, Yeah, he's one of those people you just go, how on earth? I mean, <laughs> how on earth does he do what he does? Right. Yeah, it's it's beyond imagination. But uh, that would be an interesting ride. Maybe in that new uh, Cybertruck deal that they're trying to get completed. That might be kind of interesting. Go, yeah. go get some wine and throw it in the back. And, uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah fun stuff. Make, make a call, see if we can make that happen.
0: I, I'm still trying to get him on this show. He's not an easy guy to get a hold of, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe I
0: need to do like that's Joe nice. Rogan and say I've got some joints here. We could smoke a little bit and talk about that, cars that, and space. <laughs>
1: that's right, that's right. I saw that episode. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> funny, pretty crazy. Well,
0: you've taken us on a wonderful ride today and uh, you're having some fun working for a very fun company. Please give my best to Kevin and the whole team there. I was uh, on many of their on-air wine tastings that we did during COVID when nobody could get together. I even hosted a couple of those. So those are pretty fun. Wine tastings uh, on Zoom meetings where we had, uh, gosh, at one point, I think we had 50, 60, 70 people on there. So that was pretty cool. Before I let you go, though, could you share maybe some parting words of advice, uh, inspiration, a mantra with us?
1: Yeah, you know, if I was going to share some parting words, it'd be come see us next summer in downtown Petaluma. Like I said, we've overcome a lot of challenges. Uh, and we are getting this thing built a, as fast as we can. Um, so hopefully by the time NASCAR comes back to town, uh, we can all celebrate with some fast cars and fine wine in downtown Petaluma.
0: That'd be pretty cool. I know the website's easy to find, Roadwines.com. With the building of the new facility, are you going to have any kind of uh, updates? Can people subscribe and get updates on the construction? Are you going to have cameras there where people can watch things happening?
1: Yeah, so if you go to our website, you can... Click in, and uh, you can also link to our social feed. We have social feed dedicated uh, specifically to the build itself. Uh, And then, yeah, you can um, tap into our uh, construction camera as well, uh, and you can come along for the ride.
0: Ah, that sounds like a cool deal to do. Well, I'm excited for you guys. Congratulations to the whole team and all the hard work. Of course, listeners, don't forget that we're celebrating the Concord at Pasadena. Uh, Adobe Road Wine is going to be there. It takes place August 11th and 12th. It kicks off Monterey Car Week, uh, so you can go a little bit early, have some fun that weekend. Uh, and this year, they're celebrating Ferrari's 75th anniversary. Go to the PasadenaConcours.com website. Brian, thanks for being so generous today, taking a little break with me. I know you guys are super busy there. I really appreciate you sharing your world with Cars yeah. listeners. Until you and I talk again... I'll see you down the road at Adobe Road
1: Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYa.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.